Welcome to Chicago West Sunday Sermons, where we encourage with the gospel of Jesus Christ, equip within Christ-centered community, and engage with good works. This week, we will hear a sermon from Pastor Kent Steiner. Well, hey, we are in our We Are uh, series here at Chicago West, declaring who we are together as a church and uh, going through our core values that we have um, as a church. We have seven core values, and so uh, you can see those. We're putting those up there uh, for each and every one of us. We are looking to be a Christ-centered, right, and Bible-teaching culture, right, that we would worship, yes, in spirit and in truth, that we be an authentic and gracious community, that we be dependent and urgent, urgent in our prayer, and uh, then also then that we would be a committed and intentional witness. And so that's what Pastor John led us through just last Sunday and getting after that. This morning, we'll be talking about local and global missions. And our last one, as Kylie just highlighted, will be valued and celebrated diversity. So we're getting on all the way through. I'm so excited about next Sunday, Taste of the Nations, as Kylie just represented. So uh, right after this service, we're going to go upstairs, and we're going to have some sample sizes, uh, sample tastes of different foods and dishes. And so it'll be a really great time of fellowship together. So please get that on your calendar. Be ready to have some time of fellowship after our service next Sunday. Well, we are in local and global missions uh, here as our value, and we are very much committed to that. And so the title of our message this morning is this, Living on Mission, all right? That we be a church that's living on mission. So here's the first thing, mission, what does it mean? What does that word mean? It actually means to be sent out, all right, to be sent out. And uh, I'm the type of guy, I like having a mission, all right? Anybody else feel me on that? Anybody else like to have a mission? You know, um, hey, if I'm going to the store, I'm not just walking around seeing what's there. I got a mission. I want to get there. I want to get it done. I want to get it taken care of. And uh, I do remember this um, when uh, I turned 16 and I got my license. Um, so some of you, you know, that was uh, not too long ago. And uh, for some of us, that was a while ago. Um, but uh, as we got that, I, I remember getting it and I was like, so fired up about being able to drive, I just wanted to get a mission. So I'd be like, hey, mom, you need something from the grocery store? Some, uh, you know, milk, bread, I'm your guy. Just send me out. I'll go, I'll go get that, right? And uh, man, my little brother needs to get picked up from school. Hey, give me that mission. I'm, I'm going, right? I was so excited about being able to get out and drive and, and to do that. Well, after, you know, a little while, a few weeks, a few months, you know, that sort of wore off a bit. Um, but uh, that is the mindset, right, of what we've been given and what we get to share, not just keep to ourselves, but to actually live on mission, that God has literally sent us out. And so we're going to be getting in God's word and talking about what does that actually look like in our lives to be sent out. Well, hey, our, uh, our mission statement for our church comes right out, Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And it's this, right? To make disciples of Jesus Christ as we love God and our neighbors for his glory. 
So that's our mission overall as a church that we're committed to. So whether we've got youth ministry going on or 20s, Thursday, 30s ministry or our seasoned saints that met yesterday, all of us are seeking to be making disciples of Jesus Christ. But it's through us loving God and loving our neighbors for his glory. But then we also have this. How do we live this out? This is what we're uh, committed to as well. It's this, right, that we're going to encourage. Right here, we're going to encourage with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is good news. And so we are going to go out and to do that. And so Pastor John just really got after that last Sunday that we need to be committed and intentional witnesses. But also then we're going to be equipping, right, within Christ-centered community that we come together and we love each other, we grow together in Christ, and so we so need that. And then the last thing that we engage, right, engage with good works, that we go out beyond where we gather together into the community, the city, and this world that he has called us to. What I love about what we're coming to here this morning is all three of these working together, right, encourage, equip, Engage are all happening right here in the text that we're getting into here in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, which really encourages us, challenges us to live on mission. So let's read Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. So whether you got it here in your word or you got it on your phone, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. We just got one powerful verse right here. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. See the directive there, right? That we are to be living on mission. Let's pray for the Lord to direct our time here this morning in his word. God, I just thank you so much for the privilege to gather together as sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ. And no matter what has been on our hearts and our minds as we've come in here this morning, I pray that you would meet us right where we are at. And as you are calling us to go out, Lord, that you would guide and direct us even in this time to see what it is that you want us to see, to have from you what it is that we desperately need for ourselves, but also to see ourselves as being sent out living on mission and loving people right where they are. I pray, Lord, that you would do this in us and you would do this through us. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, right here in the book of Acts, living on mission. And here's how we do that, by loving others right where they are. Pretty simple, by just loving others right where they are. And here's the first kind of love that we see uh, right here in our text that we need um, as we go out and show God's love to people. Here's the first thing. We need a spirit-driven love. So that should be in your notes there, that we need a spirit-driven love. You'll see that um, Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So let's make this clear from the start that missions is not a work of a woman. It's not the work of a man, but missions is the work of 
God. It's the work of God. It's not of a human situation. It's a God situation that we are being called to. And uh, as I thought about this, um, you know, right now, I mean, in February, you know, we're enjoying it's going to be like 50 degrees today. So that, that's going to be fantastic. But it hasn't always been that way. And so sometimes you go out, it's freezing cold in the morning, and you go to start up your vehicle. And man, you're just hoping, right, when it's that really freezing, that when you turn that key and that switch, right, that the car actually starts, right? You hear the engine turn over and it get going. But has that ever happened to you? You sort of turn that key and, uh, or remote or whatever it is we do these days, right? And it just doesn't start up? Man, that's, that's not a situation you want to be in, right? But what comes to mind, right, at that time, what comes to mind in that moment is, man, I just don't have power. This car just doesn't have any power to start. And when we got to think about missions and living on mission, here's the thing. We need the Spirit of God in us to empower our mission. Without him, we are hopeless. And so we need him to empower our mission. See, we can't do true missions in our own strength. God's capacity and his power versus my capacity and my power or your capacity and your power, that's a no contest. And so why would, why would we seek to try and do mission, God's work through our own strength. When we have the Holy Spirit that's been promised and given to us to strengthen us with power by his spirit in our inner being. That is what we need when it comes to mission. But here's the thing that's also true is that people don't need us when it comes to missions. So we're real excited to talk about what we're going to do locally here and what we're doing globally, but we got to remember that people don't need us. They need Christ in us. That is what they need. That's why it says to be my witnesses, right? The witnesses of Jesus Christ by the Spirit. And so in that, we have to make this very clear that there should be, when it comes to missions, no savior complexes. No savior complexes at all. That we're not here to save the day. We're not here to fix other people's problems. That's not why we're going out. That's not why we're being sent out. There's no room for savior complexes in any shape or form. Only our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, centered mission is what we are to be about, God's spirit at work in us. See, we are all in for Christ-centered missions because that is where the power is. And here's the other thing is that that is what the world needs through us is what God has done for us. So the spirit of God is to empower our mission, but also this the Spirit of God is also in us to direct our mission, direct our mission. See, here's the thing that can happen with missions is that missions can be helping but hurting in their helping. Here's a, here's a way of just thinking about that. Sometimes 
People have gone out and saying, hey, I'm going to go help some people. I'm going to do what I think is best, and it's not directed by God. And this is what we call, Pastor John talks about this too, with outreach ministry is really, it's like a drive-by ministry. Like you go in and you feel like, well, I've got something to give. I've got something to do. And you, and you reach out to people. You give them something. You pray for them. And then you feel good, but you've just left and they don't feel good anymore. And see, we've got to be very careful that we're doing what it is that God has called us to, that we're sensitive to being led by the Spirit because in our, in our helping, we can be actually hurting. And that's happened so many times right here in our own city. In throughout this world is that people have gone on missions and they've actually been hurting in their helping because they haven't been directed by the Spirit. And by the Spirit, we are witnesses of Christ with power. And it's very clear what his directives are. So sisters and brothers, missions must be this first. It must be a work in us. And then it is a work through us. Did you get that? It is a work in us first, and then it is a work through us. See, missions is to fuel up vertically. Fuel up vertically. Here's the thing. How can we be powerful witnesses for the Lord, right, if we're not compelled by the gospel ourselves? If we don't have the joy of the Lord, if that's not our strength, we have no business going out. But it, when we seek and connect with the Lord, and then he fills us up about our identity of who we are in Christ and that actually the gospel isn't just what we believe, but it actually is who we are. When that work has been done in us, then we are ready for God to work in and through us. That is how it's supposed to be, that we fuel up vertically for missions, and then it flows out horizontally. And here's the thing, if that is true, and the Spirit is at work within us, then when we go, we bring this. I love this in Galatians, right? Chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is what people need, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we are vertically filled up by God through his Spirit, then the fruits of the Spirit is what go out. But here's the warning that so many people, so many ministries and even churches have fallen into. Here's the first one, that mission becomes only a horizontal focus. So what I mean by that, it's just a human transaction, that they're fired up about hey, that there's a need out there, that there's a situation that maybe we can fix or maybe we can do something about it, but it literally just becomes a human transaction. We're stepping in with our strategy, we're stepping in with our resources, and we're trying to make a difference. And so in that kind of focus, it's very compelling, right? The mission is very compelling because you're seeing the need. But here's the thing is that it's eternally empty. When that's all that it is, is a human transaction, that's not what true missions is. 
it has the power of God working through us. See, if our mission focus is only a horizontal focus, then our mission is powerless, is powerless. We can always, we can all probably think of times for ourselves, right, when we've fallen into that, where we've tried to help somebody out, our family or friends, or there's a situation, and we've determined, okay, this is what they need, this is what I want to do, and it probably is even well-meaning most of the times, right? But if all it is is just a fleshly human transaction, then we're missing out on the power that we have through the Spirit. See, here's a prayer that we can have. Lord, make me aware of anywhere that I am leaving you out. So Lord, would you help me to be aware of anywhere that I am leaving you out? And when God shows us where it is that we're uh, leaving him out, then he will bring us to the focus and place that he'd have for us and for his spirit to be working through us. Because true mission is a spirit-driven seeking after God because it is all about him. And it is all through him. And it is all for him. That's what missions is all about. So we're living on mission. That will be our focus and we will have eternal impact. But there's a flip side of that warning that's out there because sometimes that can happen. But here's the other thing that can happen just as well, that the mission becomes only a holy huddle focus. Only a huddle, holy huddle focus where it is, man, we, we're, we're together here on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe skip Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're in these walls. We're Bible study, community group, you know, serving each other, caring for us. But it's all in these walls. Man, we enjoy that. Man, that's a blessing. Be with brothers and sisters. Sometimes we have to forgive each other, right? You know, it's not always there. But man, we, this, is, this feels good. I feel safe in here. This feels comfortable. We got a holy huddle going on. And so it's so easy for it to become that way for us personally, for us even as a church that we have to be aware of that that's not what we've been called to. Because if that's our mission mindset, then it is invalid what we're doing. Lord, help us. See, God hasn't given us this amazing building. We're so grateful to be in here. We're coming up on two years here very soon in this building. Man, that just blows my mind even saying that, right? Uh, we, we know we were virtual for a year, right? I'm so blessed to be at Michelle Clark for four years. But God has now given us this building in this community that he has placed us in. But he hasn't placed us in this community, so we stay in here, right? It's so that we go out, that's what we've been called to. And I think Micah 6.8 really gives us an example of how that is that we should go out, what our focus should be. And that would be the first thing is that we would do justice. See, we, gotta be, we, can't, stay, we can't be in the holy huddle and be doing justice. 
finding out what's going on that's unjust in our community, unjust in our city, finding out where the gaps are and what are the things that are going on. We need to be about seeking after justice because our God is a God of justice and we have to stand against injustice. We can't do that from inside. But also then, as Micah 6.8 says, that we need to love mercy, love mercy. And so that is to find everything that we can. What is it that we could actually do? How is it that God could use us to come alongside any need that is there, any opportunity that God would be open the door for us to go through? Amen? To be doing justice, to be loving mercy, and then also walking humbly with our God. See, again, the spirit of God with us, that we're trusting in God to do through us what is needed, but also then to be bringing Christ in us to others as we go. And that can't happen in a holy huddle. So here's another prayer. Lord, help us. Lord, help us to not just be a holy huddle, but show us how to love others right where they are. That should be the heart that we have together when we're seeking to live, live on mission. Here's the second kind of love that we need to have. First, it's a spirit-driven love. Here's the second one, a holistic love, a holistic love. As it says here in Acts 1.8, that you will be my witnesses. See, God has called us to love the whole person, the whole person, because the whole person is made in God's image. And so as God's word directs us right here, then spiritually we need to be concerned about people. And so right here, this is what we're getting after, is that we are to encourage with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that that's spiritually getting after it. Let's look at Acts 20 and verse 24. Let's uh, read this uh, together that shows us what it is that we are to be committed to. It says this, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I have received from the Lord Jesus. So we can just stop right there, right? That this actually is personalize that for yourself, right? That I've received this from the Lord Jesus to do what? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. See, when we are concerned about people holistically, we are looking for what we can't see on the outside, but who they are on the inside spiritually, their soul, their heart. And we are to be testifying to the grace of God, the good news of Jesus Christ. So in Pastor John's message last Sunday, he really encouraged us to be thinking of you know, who's your one, right? And who's your one, right? That is, for those of you who weren't there, that is, who is it that God would be putting on your heart and your mind that, that doesn't know the Lord, right? That is lost, that is blind. And again, just a reminder, it's only by the grace of God that we see, that we haven't earned his grace. We don't deserve his grace, right? But others haven't just received the, the gift of grace, who is it that you know that, as far as you know, has not received that gift of grace through Christ? And so who is your one 
right? And so we have these back here after the service. So if you didn't get one last Sunday, you can get that. And it gives you direction of how you can be praying each and every day and weeks to come for whoever the Lord would be leading you to. Here's the thing that happened just this past Wednesday um, at uh, 5.30 a.m. So anybody remember what they were doing at 5.30 a.m. on Wednesday? All right. Um, yeah, so, so, some of you were, you know, already starting work, you know, but uh, some of us, uh, we were gathering together on Zoom, all right, gathering together on Zoom for Chicago West House of Prayer. That's our time to come together as a church, and uh, we really get after encouraging each other, but praying through God's word together. And we share our prayer requests and things that are going on, so I really encourage you, if you haven't taken advantage of that, and you are able to get on at 5.30 a.m. To, to do that. But here's what happened this past Wednesday at 5.30 a.m. People were sharing who's their one and giving the names of those people. And then we were crying out to the Lord for the Lord to draw those people to themselves, to himself, right? Because we know that's, that isn't on us to do that. We're just to be giving the good news, Right? But God's the one who draws people to himself. He says he implores them to come, right? And so we were just gathered together by the Spirit, crying out to the Lord for those that, who's their one, that they were sharing and doing that. What a privilege to be in the body of Christ. So when it comes to a holistic love, spiritually, we need to encourage with the gospel. Because living on mission is this. Living on mission is sharing the good news of God. That's what it is, sharing the good news of God. And so again, as we go from here today, who would the Lord be putting on your heart to do uh, that with? So spiritually, but here's the second focus when we think about people holistically, emotionally, and mentally, right? We're not just spiritual beings, right? We have a mind, we have feelings that we're dealing with, and that, again, is then equipped within Christ-centered community. Equipping within Christ-centered community. Here, let me show you this. John 13, 34, and uh, 35. Let's read this together. It shows us this. And a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you, are, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know. How, how will people know? How will people know? who we are, that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. That's how the world knows by how we love one another. When we come together in powerful Christ-centered community and committed to loving each other, it stands out. It stands out in this community, the Austin community. It stands out in this city. It stands out in this country and in this world when we truly are committed to loving one another. Amen. And it screams that we are the disciples of Jesus Christ. It's a way that we witness. But here's the thing, as we go out, we are concerned about how people are doing emotionally and mentally. And what I, what I love about this is that that doesn't matter the context or culture that, that works in every single place, that we need to understand what's going on with people before we can come alongside of them and step in with God's love. 
And when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about um, our missions trip that uh, a number of us got to go on uh, to Mexico uh, this past summer. And there's a picture of the group again that uh, then got to go out. It was great, but man, we were in Mexico City, a whole different city, a city of like 27, 28 million people, fourth largest city in the world, right? But whether we were in downtown uh, Mexico City at a cancer hospital or we're out in the outskirts area that was so far outside the city and everything, it didn't really matter. We got to go in and step in and get to know the people that God created. Got to look them in their eyes and see that they're made in God's image. And got to ask them, what's going on with you? What's your situation in life? Help me to understand. But as we did, here's where the power is. Then we got to share with them that God loves them so much. And we, got, and we believe that that was really true. No matter the culture, no matter the context, that God really loves them. And so when we go out in missions, that's what he's called us to do is to understand people and to step in with his love that they so desperately need. So living on on mission, yes, is sharing the good news of God, but then it's also, it is conveying the love of God. It's conveying the love of God to others. So spiritually, emotionally, mentally, Here's the the last focus, physically, physically, and this is to engage in good deeds. So Titus 2 uh, gives us a great picture of this. So we're going to go through uh, Titus chapter 2 and starting in verse 11 through verse 14. Let's read this. And this is so uh, amazing what it's declaring here about who we are in Christ, but then what he's also then called us to do. Let's read this together. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. There is hope, right? Training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people. A people for what? For his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Man, so much in there about what we have in the Lord together. But here's the thing, that he has redeemed us, he has saved us for his own possession, right? (laughs) We are his, and he is ours, so that we can be zealous for good works. So you can't say zealous quietly, right? (laughs) Zealous for, for good works, that we can't wait. What is it? What's the mission, God, that you've given to us? I can't wait to be sent out to do the good works that you've called us to do. See, here's a couple of questions that we should be asking when it comes to that. Is Lord, first, what is it that you want me to see? See, what is it that I'm not seeing that you want me to see? Do I need spiritual eyes? 
to see beyond what I could comprehend? Do I need to be asking questions to really understand where people are at and not just going and sharing with them what I think they need right now in the moment? Lord, would you show us what it is that you want us to be getting after that maybe everybody else is missing? Would you help us to be looking out for the left out? That's what God is calling us to. That's the first question. Here's a second question then. Lord, what do you want me to do? After you, after you get me to see what you want me to see, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want us to do, oh Lord, as the church? I love that just recently I got to uh, go with my family and visit my, my in-laws in, uh, in Phoenix. And uh, Pastor John talked about this a few uh, weeks ago, uh, that my father-in-law, his name's uh, Tom Winan, so grateful for him. And for some reason, he allowed me to marry his daughter uh, way back in the day. And uh, we, we got a lot more years than John and Danielle, I'll just put it that way, uh, under our belt, Deanne and I. And uh, we, we got to go down. And so uh, my father-in-law, he's been sharing with that he's been doing this uh, mission um, every week on Wednesday. But how this mission started was it was just some guy in Phoenix, and uh, he's a businessman, and uh, he's been doing a lot of business throughout the Phoenix area, and uh, God's blessed him. And one day he w realized, like, God, I'm doing a lot for myself, but I'm not stepping out for you. And so he just asked God, what do you want me to see? What is it that you want me to do? And, uh, and God just told him, well, what do you love to do? And he's like, well, I love to barbecue. And he's like, all right, Mission Barbecue. <laughs> and uh, so that's this sort of, that literally is what happened, is he got a truck together, got some barbecue equipment, made some connections about getting food or whatever. And so what he does is he drives this truck around and he goes to churches and he goes to ministries throughout Phoenix and he's able to bring in an amazing meal. But then the church that's right there, the ministry that's right there gets to, to serve the people that are coming to get the meal. And so those of us that get to participate in that don't have to worry about the food prep, right? But then get to be there and just meet with people. And so as Pastor John uh, shared you know, a few weeks ago, I got to sit down with this guy named Eddie. And uh, I loved uh, getting to talk with Eddie and, uh, and being, spending some time with him just to first you know, ask him some questions to really get to understand what's going on in his heart and his mind. What is it that he's dealing with, right? And he got to share that with me. And I got to sort of connect with him on that. And then as we were talking, then I was asking, hey, have you, have you received the gift of grace? And so we talked through that, and he talked about how that was challenging for him. And so then I was like, man, hey, it would be really great if, you know, Pastor John got to talk to him too. And so FaceTime Pastor John from Phoenix up here in Chicago. So you got to talk to him too. And Eddie, you know, prayed to receive Christ by the time, you know, we were, we were done in that. And so you can be praying for him, right? There's, there's, uh, there's things that he has to still go through, and we're talking with him how to come alongside of him, but just taking it step by step, right? But that's the thing. God, what do you want us to see, right? God, what do you want us to do um, as, um, as people and as your church? So here's the last thing is that living on mission is offering the provision of God. It's offering the provision of God. It's sharing the good news of God. It's conveying the love of God and offering the provision of God. See, living on mission is done by loving others right where they 
are. So here's the last kind of love that we've got. Was a, first was a spirit-driven love, then was a holistic love, and now an urgent love. Urgent love. You can see that right here, the urgency uh, here in uh, verse 8 again. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I love here as we gather together as a church and other churches that are gathering around, you know, here in Austin, around the city, throughout this world. Here's the truth of us, those that have come to Christ, is that we are all missionaries. We are all missionaries. We're all to be taking part in what God's called us to here in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And so let's look at this right here. Um, just want to put this diagram up here just to give us an idea, right, of uh, what's going on here. And so you can think about this as a target, right? You see the bullseye there in the target, then it sort of spreads out, right? But it's all the target. And so the first thing is Jerusalem. So as this is uh, written here, right, they're in Jerusalem. That's the city they're in, just like we're here in Chicago, right? And so that's the immediate context that they're at. But then sort of the area that they're in is Judea, right? And then also, uh, it's not just coincidence that uh, God's word puts Samaria in here at the time, because if you're a Jew in Jerusalem at that time, you're looking down on the Samaritans. You, you literally don't even want to be around them. Actually, if you see someone walking that way, your way, that's a Samaritan, you actually turn and walk the other way. And so you literally, like, you have your nose up looking down on them. And so literally God put in his word that we're to go to those that we look down on, look, those that we usually avoid, those that we rationalize not going out to. He literally put that in his word here for us this morning. And then it says, into the end of the earth. And so the target goes all the way out, right? The target includes everyone in every way. So as I was just thinking about that, is there's no ethnic group in this world that doesn't fit in that target. There's no uh, political or social group that does not fit in that target. There's no religious belief that does not fit in that target. There's no social agenda that doesn't fit in that target. There is literally no one nowhere that does not fit in that target. No one is to be left out. This is what God's given to us as his people. But personalizing that, let's look at this first. We first have my mission, right? And so I love as thinking about that here. I'm standing up here looking at you as we're having this time together. Each and every one of us have our own personal mission field. No one has the same mission field that you do. You, you uniquely have the family that you have, right? The friends that you have, the people where you work, your context. So let's look at that here together. My mission, right, is my family. That's the bullseye of the target, right? My family. So be thinking of who that is. Then my, the second thing coming out is my friends, right? Who am I close to in my life? Who do I connect with? That's then in that target. Then my associates, right? Those that I work with, those that I go to school with, those that I shop with or whatever it is that you do, who it is that you are around. And then lastly, 
my neighbor. My neighbor, that includes anybody, no matter where you're at. If you're you know, here in Chicago or you're in another city or you're another country in this world, whoever you're meeting is your neighbor. That is our target. So I just want to personalize this this morning um, and uh, think of two people in our church to really make this real. Here's uh, the first person I just want to highlight is our Jasmine Jones. And uh, we're grateful for, uh, for Jasmine. And uh, so she just uh, graciously gave us a few pictures. So here's a picture of her family. All right. So just be thinking of that. So her mission field, she's got a family. All right. So let's uh, take that out. And here's another picture. This is a picture of her uh, with um, the students that she's with in SLAM, right? So she's mentoring other students. She's doing life with them. And so that's in her mission field, the girls that she's connecting to there. And here's the next thing as you go out. She's a teacher at Al Raby uh, right here in uh, West Garfield Park. And uh, so she's getting after it there. And so she has students there. She works with a staff there. And so that's in her mission field. And then uh, recently, uh, Jasmine then got to go to Mexico City, right, and being on mission and going global, right, in, in her mission field and, and doing that. So that's an idea of my mission uh, through Jasmine. And so be thinking about yourself as you're doing that. One more, we'll, we'll do Cortland in our church, Cortland Armstrong. And uh, here's a picture of his uh, seven children, all right, with his, uh, with his wife, Erica, all right, yeah, you see people getting after that. <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous uh, right there? Four, four girls. He's a girl dad and three boys, all right? And uh, so that's the family that he has, right? But then here the next picture is um, we got to go uh, into the, here in the 15th district. We sometimes through our faith-based initiative, hey, if there's a challenging situation going on in the community and they need encouragement and they need people to come and just meet with them and know what's going on, but just have an overwhelmingness of kindness, right? And understanding and telling them that you're not on your own. We sort of get to do that together. So you'll see a few people in there from, from our church, but Cortland's in there um, and joined us uh, for that. Here's, here's another thing going out. Uh, his family and himself are involved in the field school, which is just a few blocks over here uh, that a number of our families are involved in. And so that's his mission field as well, right? And being involved there in the school and the context that he goes into. And then here, last but not least, in his mission field and going out is that he works at uh, Meta now, right? So we used to know as Facebook, now it's Meta and Meta Chicago. And so, you know, he uh, has an office downtown. And so that's his mission field as well. Hey, Amen. We can be clapping for that. So church, those are just two people, right, in our body. Those of us that are here right now can look around and see, just imagine all the mission fields that are represented right here. My missions that are represented here and again, being a church potty, we get to participate in all those together. See, when Jasmine goes into Al Rabi and we're praying for her, then we get to go into Al Rabi, right? When Cortland goes into his workplace at Meta, right? And uh, he's meeting with his community group and we're coming alongside of him and seeing him growing in Christ, then we're participating in the mission field in, the, uh, in his context, right? Meta, right? 
And uh, when you are praying and supporting the individuals that are going on missions trips, it's not just those that are going on the missions trips, right? That we're all participating in the missions trips uh, together. And that is a way that we can look at being together as the body of Christ, that we all get to participate in encouraging with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We all get to participate in engaging with good works together as mission, as living on mission gets to happen in so many various ways. Well, here's a couple questions we can walk through of just applying Acts 1-8 in our lives. So be thinking of yourself right now in this moment. Who is in the target area of your unique mission? Who is in the target area of your unique mission? If you have uh, message notes here right on the back, actually got a some circles right there, so you can even write down some names or some locations there, Acts 1-8. You can do that on your own as well. But as you write out those places, just remember that we are called to the Samaritans. Our Samaritans, what is it that we need to emphasize in our lives that God would be calling us to? And as I thought about that this week, I would just say this, that I was convicted I would say I'm even ashamed of some of the judgments that I make, of some of the comparisons that I make when it comes to limiting limiting my own mission field. Sometimes that might be lack of belief. Sometimes that might be a lack of understanding. Sometimes that might be a lack of grace. But as we consider what it is that God has called us to, that no one is to be left out. So who would he have you to consider that you aren't currently considering in living on mission for him and loving them right where they are? loving them right where they are. So how would God have you live on mission to them? I love this. Here's the great thing about this, Ephesians 2.10, right? For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, he's already prepared the things for you to do. The good works for us to carry out We just have to know what they are and be obedient in walking in them. The pressure isn't on us. It's trusting him to lead us and to empower us to do it. So that's something we could be praying about this week. What does it look like to love them right where they are? Well, I love that it's not just my mission, but here's the last thing as we close. It is our mission See, as a local body of Christ, as there's local body of Christ meeting here in Austin and throughout our country and world, we get to come together as a church body. And we get to love others right where they are. And so we think about our target right here, our bullseye is our community, is the Austin West Side area. We know that God has called us to uh, this community and he has placed us here to be intentional And as I was thinking about that this week, I was thinking about something that just happened, like, I don't even know it was a full two weeks ago, and uh, 
I was here in the, in the building, and all of a sudden, um, one of our deacons, uh, Rachel Campbell, came upstairs, and she's like, hey, did you know there's a bunch of people in the parking lot, and they've got balloons? I'm not sure what's really going on. And so we went down, and we checked it out, and uh, here's what was uh, going on. It was a memorial, a balloon-launching memorial for a young man, 16 years old, who had lost his life, um, lived right here a, a few blocks away from us right here, and uh, in North Lawndale, had lost his life. And uh, this family and friends were gathering together right here in our parking lot. And as I walked out there, his uncle walked up to me and uh, said to me, hey, pastor, I'm so sorry. I, you know, remember me? I'm like, yeah, I remember meeting you, whatever. And he's like, I was, I was going to call you. I was going to let you know that, you know, we were going to have this, but didn't have time to, to do that. Um, but I knew that this was going to be a church that would be okay, would, be, would actually be good with us meeting here, even if we didn't let you know. And man, I was just blown away in that moment. And he said, the reason why I know that is I came to your summer blast this summer when you, when you were out here in the parking lots and were here, and I brought my nieces and nephews and saw you here. Then I came back to the fall fest that you were out here, and you were engaged, and you loved on people, and it, it seemed like you really cared about people. So even though I was a little bit worried what you thought, I really thought that this was a church that would want us here even if we didn't let you know. And only by God's grace, right? Yeah, we can give God praise and glory for that. But see, that's why we're here in our community. And I'm so grateful for those of you that are willing to spend time to stand in front of a jumpy for an hour and a half, right? And let kids in and out. You know, that's probably not the most exciting thing to do. But do you see the witness that comes from that? And so when we gather together and we serve together, it's so important that we do that. And speaking of ops, we got some coming up here. Um, we're going to have a community prayer walk. And so we're excited to do this. We've done this a number of times, but we're going to do it the first two Saturdays in April, April 1st and April 8th. We're going to meet here as a church, and then we're going to go out to different places in our community and do a prayer walk. And so here's the first thing we're going to do as we go out is we're going to seek to just meet people and get to know them. So we can't really love our neighbors till we know them, till we meet them. And so that'll be our goal. Then we're going to offer to pray with them and uh, give them that. And so when we've gone out before, I would literally say this safely, that it'd be the 90% of people when we ask them, hey, is there anything that we can pray for you? that they say, yes, we want prayer, and they give us some things to pray for. So how powerful is it to do that, right? We also offer to serve them. So if there's a need, there's a situation that we can uh, connect them to, some resources, help them out, we do that. And the last thing is, when we have opportunities, we share with them, right? The good news, the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. So we'll be doing that together um, April 1st and uh, April 8th. And that's real important. That's the uh, the Saturday uh, before Palm Sunday, and that's the Saturday between Good Friday and Easter. And so, so looking forward to our time together for that. And speaking of sharing our testimony, our witness, we're going to be having evangelism training here in March. And so we're going to send out an email with all these dates. You so don't have to worry about that. But in March, we're going to have two times that we're going to gather together for just training and sharing our faith. So our community, here's a second thing, our city. 
And uh, be thinking about that as the Chicago metro area. And let's look at Titus uh, 3.14 together. Titus uh, 3.14 is this. Our people must learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing so as to help cases of urgent need and not be unfruitful. So I'll just simply say this. We're praying all the time, God, would you help us to learn? Would you help us to engage the situations that are here in our city? And I would just say this, City of Refuge Chicago and our West Side Sports, it was burst out of that, of just being in the community and just trying to find out what the needs are here. And so there was a, a need for having Little League Baseball and having a place for, for children and, and youth to come together, a safe place to be. And so that's just grown into so many different things. And I was just at the basketball playoffs just yesterday and seeing all the teams together and all these parents and just coming alongside of these children. They felt so encouraged and so supported there. There were police officers there. There were community organizations there. And so we have ways to serve right here in our city. Slam and the grip ministry. You know, we just, uh, Kylie just highlighted the Super Bowl party. Like literally, I believe there was like 75, 80 youth in this uh, worship center right here that we're getting loved on by mentors. And so there's so many different ways that we can serve together. We also are going to have uh, August 4th and 5th at the end of the summer, there's going to be a Send City tour. So part of this ministry center that's happening here uh, in this building that God's given to us, uh, churches throughout the city and actually throughout uh, the whole Midwest region are going to come here. We're expecting over a thousand people to gather together to come together to impact throughout the city. And so we're, we're one of the churches on the west side. There's going to be a church on the north side and a couple on the south side are going to come together uh, to do this. And so uh, right after the service, you can find out more details of that and we'll be getting uh, that out to you as we go. Here's uh, the next thing as we go out and we're going to I quickly finish up here is our country, our country. And uh, I'll just say one simple thing with that this week that God even just showed me is that, man, sometimes is it hard when, you know, you're getting to be in the body of Christ and God moves somebody on to another city or another country and you're sort of like, man, you know, you're going to miss them, right? And they're not going to be here. The amazing thing about being a part of the body of Christ is now God's sending them into a new context, Right? a new city, a new country, a new place to represent our mission, right? And it just sort of continues in that. And so that's just really powerful. And so um, this right here, the Chicago Ministry Center that's happening here, there's also one that's going to be started up in Laredo, Texas. And so we're excited about uh, just finding out more about that and partnering with uh, another location here um, in our country. So you'll be hearing more about that in the coming uh, months as well. And here's the last circle circle will go out for our mission together is our, wor- our world. And um, again, we've been grateful for our mission trips to Romania and Mexico City. And so uh, this summer, there's a, some transition in the, our, in the uh, Mexico City partnership that we're involved with. So we won't be going there this year, um, but we are going to be getting to go to a new country. I know, I just, I got the urge to, to ask for a drum roll. We a little drum roll. There's, all right, here it is. The country we're going to go to this summer is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yes. So uh, very excited about uh, getting off to Puerto Rico. And so we're going to have a missions trip uh, this August. 
And so uh, just like here, they have three ministry centers in Puerto Rico. And so, uh, so again, we're going to be sending out an email this week with the dates of that trip and how you can sign up for that. And then we're going to have an information meeting coming up if you're interested in being involved in that. We're really excited about the opportunity to go uh, to Puerto Rico and uh, to do that together. And uh, again, being a part of the network we're in, there's going to be other countries as well that we're going to get to be involved in uh, personally in the future. Well, hey, as our worship team comes up uh, for our time, I'll just put this up here. Uh, we have a, some of these in the back. And uh, if you can't see, this is a global study Bible. And so this is just sort of a great way, if God's put on your heart that you want to be praying, you know, for the, the global church and be connected to that, um, this is a great study Bible. And so we have these in back. You can grab these um, afterwards. Well, church, we are living on mission, Right? And we do that by loving others right where they are. Through a spirit-driven love, a holistic love, and an urgent love. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to Chicago West Sunday Sermons. Join us next week.